Welcome to Tough Cookie Talks. I'm your host, Jenna Josephowski, but you can call me Jenna J. I'm a semi-retired professional dancer, dance teacher, and yoga teacher, turned certified personal trainer and kettlebell instructor who helps active women learn to lift and get strong with equal parts challenge and compassion. After years of working in the fitness industry, I got sick and tired of watching people, including myself, run themselves into the ground trying to uphold the narrow-minded image of what our culture sees as healthy and fit. But instead of giving it all up, I decided that I'd rather change the game call out the BS, extract the good, and help others learn to use movement as a way to build themselves up rather than tear themselves down. On this podcast, we'll explore the intersection of fitness and anti-diet culture and all the gray areas in between. We'll let go of shoulds and judgments and dig into tough conversations with curiosity. Things get pretty spicy around here, so grab your headphones and let's do this. Hey friends, welcome to Tough Cookie Talks. Today we are here in the third one of my little collab crossover series with my friend Christina Montalvo. Today we are talking all about uh, things about our former selves that are kind of surprising, that are also maybe not so surprising. I don't know, you'll have to find out. This episode kind of gets all over the place, I'm not going to lie. I have noticed a pattern with Christina and I, which is that we tend to go in all sorts of directions, go down all sorts of different tangents, and sometimes get off track. So I can't promise that we stay on topic for the entire time, but I can promise you this, you will be amused and entertained. So let's go ahead and get into the combo. All right, me and Jenna are back with another crossover episode. Well, yeah, yeah. Today we're talking about surprising things about our former selves that aren't actually surprising. Yes. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. I think a lot about like how I used to be mm-hmm. as a younger person and how a lot of it was like really cringy. Mm-hmm. I used but to be super also, cringy. like when I, when I tell you some of these things, you will not be surprised. So the first one we kind of alluded to on a previous episode, um, I was in a sorority. That's right. In college. Um, and you were like, I'm not surprised. <laughs> what did you say? You're like, you would be in a sorority. I'm just not there. Like, why did you, why do you think that about me? I think because I know that you're extroverted, you're outgoing and you're social. Okay. Yeah. Like that, I think is just part of who you are. That's like part of your essence to me. Mm-hmm. So it just tracks. Yeah. That you were in a sorority. Not in, like, that, a judgy yeah. way. It's just, like, of course. Right. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. I think there's, um... Have you ever heard of the podcast Snapped? Yeah. Okay. Wait. Is that... Is there also a TV show? The TV show of Snapped is where, like, the woman goes crazy and murders her husband. No. Snapped is about, um... <laughs> then, no, I haven't heard about Snapped that. is Snapped is about a girl's experience at a sorority, like, in a sorority, and, like, basically, like, how, like, it went really bad, and she, like, tried to get out... Oh, um, and her experience was very different than mine. I okay. went to the University of Akron, small, um, small Greek life. Okay. Like it, okay. it wasn't like like a great percentage of Greek life things. Um, and like somebody somebody's gonna listen to this and be like, "You're disparaging a sister." And is that hold? Should we just talk about sororities in this episode? <laughs> I don't know because I have we'll thoughts. See, we'll see how long this takes. Um, so many problems. So I mean, wait. So just, are you saying right now that you think someone? Who's going to say you're disparaging a sister? I don't. They're Someone from like, your sorority? Like, because I'm about to, like, talk shit about sorority life. Oh, and are you not supposed to? No. Like, you take Forever? the pledge. For fucking ever? I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm technically an alumni. People will be like, 
And I don't want to call out my sorority right now. No, but yeah, you like, don't have to. Um, it's like once you go alumni, like you, like I was not a blah, blah, blah. I am a blah, blah, blah in theory. Forever. Like, yes, according to them until you die. Pretty much, yeah. Okay, I've got questions. Okay, I've got fucking questions, dude. Carry on. Um, I don't subscribe to any of this anymore, which is why I'm like that's a past version of myself. That the podcast snapped is great. Okay. Um, the sorority that she um is talking about was actually like the one that I was in. Okay. Which at is the same college though. Different college. Okay. Okay. Different college. Very different experience. Um, for example, I never lived in the house. Um, our houses were not big enough. Okay. Um, for everyone to live in. Interesting. Um, and so I did not live in the house. Um, our chapter was also like, we were like the bad girls kind of like at (laughs) one point, um, we almost got suspended from campus. Um, I was like the vice president of program development. (laughs) (laughs) Dying here. Um, I was the vice president of program development. And then the girl who was the president at the time, um, gave some kind of prescription drug to her little, What's a little? Little sister. Oh, right. Okay. Um, yeah. In the house. And, like, she just got, like, fucked up and crazy. And then, like, the like the people up top at, like, at, like, internationals found out. Um, and we got in trouble and we got put on an action plan. And because the VP of program development is second down from the president, our president basically got impeached. And I was, I was the president by default for, like, six months. <laughs> so I went to the University of Illinois. And there's separate campuses, so it was Urbana-Champaign. And I didn't know this, but it was, like, more than 80% Greek life. Oh. But, like, I didn't know. My parents are immigrants. They didn't know fuck all about going to college. Like, I didn't I didn't know who to ask. I literally yeah. one of the first people in my entire family to go to college. So I didn't know what questions to ask. I right. didn't know what it mattered. I knew I wanted to go away. I knew I wanted a big school. And I knew that I wanted my school to have a good research program mm-hmm. in terms of science. Well, it's all sororities. <clears throat> Jenna... Within the first two weeks of my freshman year, I was like, what the fuck? Because everyone has to rush. Yeah. And there's hundreds of girls walking around campus in all white outfits. They have these index cards. It's a cult. I was like, no. I mean, it is. It's such a cult. And right away, I was like, I am, I, (laughs) like, I cannot watch, stand by and watch this stuff. Like, I felt Going back to the topic, unsurprising things about ourselves, I was like, someone needs to snap these women out of this decision. Like, who could? I was so appalled. I was 18. So appalled that someone's going to tell me what to wear. Like, just at rushing, like, you have to wear white. I would have been, if I would have signed up to rush, the second you tell me what I have to wear, I'm out. Okay, and do you want to know something? Like, thinking back to our friendship episodes, uh-huh. I'm like, would we have been friends in I college? don't know if we like, would have. I don't think we would have either, but I also, like, now, I would not be friends with a lot of the girls yeah. that were in my sorority. Right. A lot of them are Trumpers now. God. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I spent, one of my closest friends from college was in a sorority, and I'll never forget when she told me that, she had to decide if she was going to go out every Thursday or something. Their sorority had like a social, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. And if you didn't go to the social event, they find you. Yes. Okay. And see, our chapter, we we did not have our shit together. Okay. Enough to like actually do that. But like 
on the flip side, like if anybody here that I used to know at that point in my life is listening, like I'm actually very sorry if I was following and enforcing some kind so of like did bullshit you, so sorority like, rules. So I don't remember fining anybody, but like I can remember telling people, okay, it's bid day and everybody has to wear white for... That is crazy to me. Like, so completely unsurprising. I feel like no one should be surprised that I was like, I would rather go eat shit off of the pavement than join a sorority and follow all these rules. But I'll never forget. I'm again, one of my closest friends who was in a sorority. I am very, I've always been like, I don't care who you are, what you do. It wasn't that I was like, I can't be friends with you if you're in a sorority. I was mm-hmm. just like, I will not be joining a sorority. But I remember being so riled up when she was spiraling about, was she going to stay in and study for her exams, therefore getting fined, or skip studying and go out with her sorority. And I was like, how is this a thing? And that, for us, that was never a thing because we didn't have our shit together. Right. That much as as a chapter right. to do that to people. But I also think at that age, I just didn't think that deeply mm. about things. Like, it's not like, I wasn't like, oh, we're just all going to wear white and it's going to be so great. Mm-hmm. I was just, like, I think too naive. And also, maybe this goes into, like, Enneagram numbers a little bit. Okay. I think I put up with bullshit for a lot longer because I am very easily... Able to find the silver lining okay. to make lemonade out of the situation. Okay. And so I think that's something that I do is like see like all of the good things and I'm willing to look past the bad until it gets real bad. Real bad. Okay. And then you're dead to me. Okay. See, so I'm an Enneagram 8, which is like, so what are your 7, which is what's your like your title? The enthusiast. Got it. I'm <laughs> the challenger, which just fucking tracks. Mm-hmm. Did you guys have to haze anybody? No, we were not allowed to haze. Even though you weren't allowed to haze, did you guys haze anyway? No, we were not. I I know that like some chapters did. I was never hazed. We never hazed. Okay, so that was a big thing at U of I. Another thing that I was like, um, should I spearhead the entire mission that like saves these girls? I feel like there's not enough conversations about how vicious girls can be. Yes. And some of the hazing that I heard about through the grapevine, of course, from U of I was like abuse, though. Like, I have to tell, I don't even feel comfortable sharing what some of the girls had to do. Yeah. Um, And I was like, how? And you're paying for that? Like, a lot of it just was so fucked. Well, you know what's even really then. interesting? When, when I think about, like, how mean girls can be, mm-hmm. and here is how, at my core, I'm still the same person. I told you, like, our chapter didn't have our shit together. Mm-hmm. We were also the fun ones. Like, and of I course. can think of, like, when I was thinking about sororities, I was like, we weren't actually, a, like, like, a stereotypical sorority. It's like, I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. Uh-huh. I can think of, like, the one chapter across the street that was, like, everyone was blonde and gorgeous and, like, yes. like all those things. That was not my chapter. Okay. Like, we had, like, a good mishmash of different kinds of people. Mm-hmm. And I think there are certain people higher up, um, like, our chapter advisors that wanted us to, like, you know, take prettier girls and, like, whatever. But, like, we were very much, like... We were the fun girls. Mm-hmm. We were probably the slutty ones too, if we're being honest. But like, <laughs> but like, we were we were the fun chapters. Um, yeah, and and so it was different because I can remember being like, oh, those like blah blah blahs. 
mm-hmm. over there, like making fun of them. But like, really, we were just our own flavor of the same shit. We just had like brown hair. <laughs> and like for me, that was also a big turnoff with sororities. I'm like, because there were all these stereotypes, mm-hmm. and there was the blonde, thin. That was and the whatever you want to call them. Like there was that was one sorority. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember what sorority it was. Then there was another sorority that was more for like, you were kind of cute, but really educationally motivated. Then there was another one. I just can't remember. All the ugly girls went there. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not signing up for someone to like, it was like the Harry Potter sorting hat where it's like Gryffindor. And they're like, I'm like, well, first of all, what if they put me in the fucking ugly sorority? Like, (laughs) what does that mean about me? There was a part of an element of like that Mm-hmm. Then what if I'm in a slutty sorority and I don't feel like there to me, I think part of being a, whether or not it's Enneagram number related or not, I hate being put in a box because mm-hmm. I'm like, I could be ugly. I can also be a slut. I can also be smart. Like, I didn't like the box. Yeah. That's suffocating to me. That's interesting. I like when I think about it now, I don't think that I have a problem with a box if mm-hmm. it feels like like a fluid sort of identity. Like if I can ooze in and out of the box. Mm-hmm. It's like a mesh box. Yeah, like a mesh box mm-hmm. that, I, you know, I'm not like completely confined. I do like the freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me and one of the perks that it provided was it, it almost like I feel like it was like a smaller place that allowed me to like be seen mm-hmm. and like to be a leader in a way because you want to talk about like surprising things. Um, so I was in a sorority, like in college, I like absolutely thrived. I had like a lot of friends. I, you know, I had a boyfriend who turned out to be like a, like shithead, but it was also like, you know, like for college, it was also fine. Yeah. Totally. Um, And I, I wound up surprise, surprise. Then after being like my chapter president, then I went on to become, the president of like the whole like Greek life thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because that girl got impeached. I was like, God. like, cause it was such a shit show, but like, I feel like I, I had my shit together and like, I did a lot of things. Um, and I know like, you're not really like popular in college, but I feel like in college I kind of like was, but not in like the bitchy way. Mm -hmm. It was like in college, I had a lot of friends. I knew a lot of people. I felt very comfortable socially. And in high school, um, it was actually the opposite. I hated my high school, Mm -hmm. bunch of bitches, Mm. like so much drama. I mentioned this previously. I had like six, I think like Mm -hmm. good friends, hated everyone else at my school, never dated guys at my school. Yeah. Um, I never went to prom. Me neither. There's a fun fact. Oh, really? I never went to prom. How come you never went to prom? Because I, f- I do not like following expectations. Like, and I just didn't. So one of my clothes. So I mentioned this friendship in my our last episode. Yeah. <clears throat> um, her and I. I don't know. She was like my ride or die in high school, and I was like, I just. Have you ever seen Ten Things I Hate About You? Yes, hundred percent. I am cat. You're cat. Yeah. Okay. I'm like. Oh, everyone's going to prom? Fucking no, I'm not going. Yeah. Like, I just was annoyed by the popularity of the event. And I was like, we could just do something else that we actually want to do. I didn't want to wear a dress. I thought the whole thing was stupid. No. So I just didn't go. See, I put on the front. That's how I felt. Okay. Um, really, I wanted to go. I would okay. have loved to go to prom. 
but nobody asked me and there was nobody at my school that I really wanted to ask. And there was like, I wasn't dating anybody. Like there was just like, like the pool of fish was just like prospects were looking bleak. And I was like, well, I'm not going to spend $300 on a dress to like go with somebody that I don't even like. And like, why would I just go with my friends when I could hang out for free? Right. So like a bunch of, a bunch of my friends and I that weren't going to prom, we wound up going to like the after prom thing mm-hmm. early where we like went up to Cedar Point. Do you know what that is? Mm-hmm. So we drove up to Cedar Point because I'm from Ohio. We um like got a hotel. I don't know like how or why we were allowed to like get a hotel at right. 18. But like we basically like hung out and had a hotel party and waited for everybody that like went to prom to can I so I have a story. So the sweetest boy asked me to prom and I don't know why I said no. I st- he's like and I'm also happily married. Mm-hmm. He's happily married. We haven't talked in years but he was the one of my just a sweet soul mm-hmm. from high school. And he asked me to go, but I wasn't really part of his friend group. And I would have been super outnumbered. And, like, some of his f- friends were dating girls that I didn't particularly like. So yeah. I was like, ooh, that's going to be awkward. Jenna, I still think about it to this day. Mm. Like, he was such a nice Did he find someone kid. to go with? I think he did. Okay. Um, He what wasn't, did, like, a loot. Like, how did you say no? I, we ate lunch together, him mm-hmm. and I, for like, yeah, I think we ate lunch together for like the two or three years in high school. And he just asked, like, as a friend, he's like, you come to prom with me. Like, it'll be fun. And I was like, I am not going to prom with you. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure I was like, you could skip prom and like, we could do something else. But his friends were all going. So he went. And I think about that all the time because mm-hmm. I probably would have had a good time with him. Yeah. But someone asked me and I still was like, that is not enough reason for me to want to go. I just yeah. didn't want to go. So, like, my friend Megan came over. We rented movies from Blockbuster. Blockbuster. <laughs> yes. And, like, I think we just, like, had a sleepover and stayed in. Like, we didn't do anything crazy at all. Yeah. Now, like, we went out. I'm pretty sure that we got, like, Mike's Hard Lemonade and, like, Bartles and James uh-huh. or whatever and, like, had a hotel party and, like, I pretended that was fine. But, like, really I was sad about it. Okay. And I was I was salty about it in a lot of ways. Um, because my experience in high school and really, I mean, my entire school experience, I wasn't popular. Mm -hmm. I wasn't, I wasn't a nerd, but like people just didn't know me. Mm -hmm. I just sort of like blended in as like a nobody. Yep. Same. And I'm not like, I'm not saying that in any other way, like, like in a disparaging way, but like people didn't know me to the point that I would get pissed because after I graduated high school, I would come back home on breaks and I would be out at the bars and guys from my high school would hit on me and they'd be like, where'd you go to school? I'm, I went to your high school. Oh, so like, annoying. And it, yeah. And it was annoying because like you didn't give me the time of day. Right. Then, but like now you want to buy me a drink? Like, yeah. Oh, I mean, <laughs> and I just can't. It, was, I can't. it was too much, but also like. I mean, every school has like politics and stuff. Where did you? Did you went to high school around here? Uh, Riverside Brookfield. Okay, yeah. By the Brookfield, it literally shares okay. a parking lot with the Brookfield oh, no Zoo. Way. Yeah. Aw. Yeah. No shit. Um. Yeah. High school. I also. I think very similar to you. Like, what I was wasn't the town that you grew up like. Like the other people that went to high school. Like, what did their families do? Where did you fit into that? Like. Like so, social social status of the town, if you will. So what's interesting about my high school, so it's like Riverside Brookfield. So it's called mm-hmm. RB. Yeah. Well, Riverside is very uppity, rich, pretentious, mansions, whatever. Mm-hmm. That was one part of it. Brookfield has, I'd say it's like split. There's a large, um, 
Latino community that's in there. Mm -hmm. And then there's a lot of, oddly enough, like lower socioeconomic status Republican white people. Okay. So there's a clear kind of thing there. Mm -hmm. Um, Brookfield's a really lovely town. Like my parents still live in the house that I was raised in my whole life. Um, So my school had a very wide, it was a benefit. It had a wide range. There was like gangbanger looking kids. Um, not a lot of black kids, but a decent amount, I would say, of Latino kids. I'd say, like, the bell curve, then there was kind of, like, people who didn't realize that their family had money because it wasn't like their dad was driving a Lamborghini, but, like, they had way more money than my family did. Mm -hmm. So, like, in my eyes, I was like, you're rich. Yeah. You know? Um... And then just kind of like somewhere in between that. I don't know. Yeah. Does that answer your question? No, it does. I was curious because I was thinking about my high school, which was like very white. Like mm-hmm. I can think of maybe like one black kid like in like all. Poor kid. Like all of poor, the grades. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Just very white. Yeah. Through and through. Um, A lot of people with a lot of money, but it's also like it's like the middle, like middle of nowhere, Ohio kind mm-hmm. of like. Mm-hmm. Not that special. So there were a lot of people like big fish in a small pond Mm -hmm. kind of thing going on. But a lot of people with a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Um, And my family wasn't poor by any means. But I can remember like feeling like I would have to try to keep up with my friends. For example, Mm. like my friends would be going to the mall and some of their parents would just hand them the credit card. Oh, fuck. And like. I would be going to the mall and I had like saved up 20 bucks for my allowance money. And like, I wanted to wear the gap hoodie, Mm -hmm. you know, I wanted like the name brand stuff or whatever, but like I had to like save up my money or like buy it off the clearance rack. I have this distinct memory of middle school. Do you remember the limited two? Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, it was such a status symbol to have those jeans with the star on the butt. Was it? So I went to a cat. We wore, I wore uniforms. Not in kindergarten, but first through eighth grade. Oh, really? Okay. Yes, at a Catholic school. Okay. So limited to the star on the jeans was a big deal. Yes. I had and no idea. And the bags, people would carry them, like carry their gym clothes in the bag. And I can remember like carrying my limited two bag until it was like falling apart because I had, or like a gap bag. I had to have one of those. I couldn't have like mm-hmm. any other store. Mm-hmm. It, it had to be that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was such a weird thing because people were so just like full of themselves and not nice. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't even know how else to explain it. It was just like it was not a nice place to be. And I'm sure people that were like in that in crowd felt very differently or like they had a good high school experience. But like I remember how like quote-unquote political mm-hmm. I felt like things were in our high school in terms of who got what and yep. it just felt so dumb like yep. I didn't get into National Honor Society even though I had like the grades and the service hours and like whatever quantifiable qual- qualifications you needed to have because they said I didn't have the quote-unquote leadership skills which is like hilarious because you to go out, back to yep. like my experience in college and right. then, like after you yep. know running my own business and all of that um, just because they didn't want me to have it. And so Mm -hmm. they found like whatever thing that they couldn't, you know, like put an exact number. Oh, you don't have like 58 service hours or whatever. You don't have leadership skills. You don't get it. Bullshit. Yeah. Because they didn't like me because I didn't kiss ass. I was just going to say like nine sports. 
so I played a lot of sports in high school. I don't, high school was fine. High, high school was not like, I remember I felt a lot of pressure because everyone was like, high school is going to be like the best four years of your life. And I remember being like, uh, it hasn't been great yet. Yeah. Like, I don't know. There was a lot of pressure on that. Mm-hmm. I was very happy to be done with high school. But I stopped being an enthusiastic participant in school at like fifth grade because mm. I didn't like my teacher. And I was like, I don't need to fucking raise my hand. I'm just going to ace the test. And like, you can kiss my ass <laughs> because I'm a good and then, student. And then did you? Of course. And then my, but she's like, oh, Christina, stop participating in class. And my parents came home from parent-teacher conference since fifth grade. And they're like, oh, you stopped participating. I'm like, I have an A, don't I? I have A's and everything. And that, I think, in fifth grade was when I learned, like, listen, if I don't want to raise my hand, I'm not going to raise my hand. So in high school, I was also a very unenthusiastic student. But I, I knew that I held the power because I had really good grades. Wow. So interesting. So I, that's completely unsurprising about me as an adult though that like parts of my personality now have been intact for decades yeah like I don't know it's just funny to think about no it's it's really it's really interesting to think about like those parts it's like you were very cynical yeah oh (laughs) and I was like I think I was very like hopeful Mm -hmm. but like kept getting kicked in the ass and like oh. wanted it to be better but also simultaneously felt like this is bullshit <laughs> you know yeah but I think it's funny because I'm I'm like a more refined version of who I was mm-hmm. like it's just been refined but like I very much so am that person like if I don't want to raise my hand I'm not going to stop mm-hmm. fucking asking me to raise my hand oh you know Sorry, were you done? No, yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, I was thinking about that, like, being a more refined version mm-hmm. of yourself. And I think about, like, the work that I do now, especially online, where I find, like, predatory, you know, companies, industry, or, like, people in the fitness industry, like, products, and be like, be like, yeah, if you see somebody doing this, that's bullshit. Um because I'm like very protective over my people mm-hmm. and like my people spans like to, you know, like people that I don't even know, like people totally. that follow me on the in- internet, yep. like my clients, like, yep. you know, that chick walking across the street or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I feel like I want to fight for the underdog. Yes, and me too. And there's always been that part of me. Maybe I have like a very strong eight wing. Mm. Um, I can remember thinking about, so my best friend from high school, the one that lives in Vegas now, she, um, she went to Catholic school growing up and in sixth grade, she switched to public school with me. So we had been neighborhood friends. Okay. Um, and she switched to our school and she got involved with the popular girls. Okay. And right away I was like, you know, like sixth grade, I'm like, good bitches don't hang out with them. Mm -hmm. Um, and I saw them you know, like go behind her back and like burn her and be like mean to her and see how upset she was about it. And so I started this whole like Mean Girls style crusade against them. You, yes, you told me this. Yes, I called them Barbie and friends. Uh-huh. I like, but I like turned myself into the Mean Girl. Mm-hmm. Like I hated them so much. Yes, that like I eventually like got called to the principal's office for being the Mean Girl. Like I took safety pins and put them in Barbie shoes and had a club, and we would like. <laughs> Another episode where we talk about like our not so great moments because I have had I had the best of intentions totally like like they were not nice people Mm -hmm. I was sticking up for my friend 
But in turn, like, I was kind of awful. Yeah. I have so many stories I mean, like I actually that. found somewhere at my house. I actually have a burn book. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's essentially like, like a burn book. Like, yeah. Um, that I made with a different friend of mine who's now my arch nemesis. But you know. oh my god, we have so many stories. Do you have any to arch do nemesises? Do I have an arch? You know what? I do, and that's gonna have to be a topic for a different day. She was the first person I had to send a cease and desist letter to in All my right. business in like 2014. Next episode. And next episode. Our arch nemesis. <laughs> Did we even make one solid point? I don't. I don't think we did. Like, all right. What, like, what else would be surprising to know about you? Like, any other surprising fun facts? I don't think anything is. I'm. I'm like. I'm literally exactly who I was. Just again with a little bit more self awareness and refinement. Mm-hmm. But like, I had. I worked three jobs in college. I like f- started two different programs at a park district while I was in college like I developed programs as an undergrad like you had your shit together in some ways yes in other ways no like I dated an alcoholic that's I have a crazy story about that for a different day we'll talk about our exes yeah we'll have to do that is there anything surprising about you I don't think so no, I mean I I've mean, got a we've got a lot of stuff to we, share. I mean, we've got a lot. Of, like I'm yeah. thinking about like surprising stuff that we'll talk about on future episodes, like yeah. um, uh, like some of the like like spiritual stuff um and being raised like going to church every Sunday, but I, how I have like retained none of that. That's we could that's do a, a whole, whole thing on religion. That's, that is a whole episode. Yeah, for for another day well you know what even if we wouldn't have been friends in high school or college like see people change people and we found each other and we found each other and i think which is so hopeful yeah if you think about it like even if we wouldn't have gotten do you think it's because we both both went to therapy (laughs) that's another episode dude like i'm so grateful for how therapy has supported me as like growing in yeah. as a human. Yeah. That'll be a future episode. Future episode. All right. All right. This was fun, y'all. Thanks again for tuning into Tough Cookie Talks. I'm so glad you're here. If you want to learn more about me and how we can work together, visit my website, itsjennaj.com, or follow and tag me on Instagram at itsjennaj. I would love to hear from you. If you like this episode and want to hear more, make sure you click subscribe and follow along so that you don't miss a single show. Then take a moment and leave me a five-star rating and review so that we can help this podcast and this message reach even more people. Have a great week and we'll talk soon.